intention interior trucking companies if you are relying on facility insurance you could be overpaying reduce your insurance cost by 10000 or more per truck and good news we accept drivers with only 1 years of experience to learn more just send us text by typing insurance to 3653640714 thank you who's in the doghouse this week andrew stacy of Aviva Insurance, and we get talking about the truck driver shortage, <clears throat> the effects of COVID as they affected the safety people from the insurance industry, and we also talk about uh, the environmental challenges that Calgary is having at the moment. All right, uh, Andrew from Calgary, Alberta, joins us this week. Welcome to the doghouse. The smoky Calgary, Alberta. Okay, so we're talking about environmental change right now. That was my last interview with Ron Zima, but can, are you uh, getting smoke in Calgary? Oh, uh, this morning, actually taking my dogs out for a walk, the smoke is actually lying on the ground. Um, so the streetlights are on. It's um, you can You can just smell it. And so we're changing filters in the furnace probably every you know, three weeks now at this point, it's uh, so densely inside the city, you cannot see the predominant downtown core. Um, and yesterday, the last day of our stampede, uh, they were going to have some F-18 flyovers from the Canadian military that they had to cancel because of the low ceiling and the smoke. <sighs> Sorry, I just, I've become somewhat of, I've been, I've become much more aware of our environment recently. And uh, I really believe all the, I think the last I read, 317 wildfires in Canada out in Alberta, BC. And of course, a great number of deaths, um, both from the wildfires and the heat. And most of it is because we're treating our planet like a garbage dump. But Well, I can say the heat has definitely been unprecedented out here um, as we're coming out of COVID. Um, of course, in my position, that means I'm going to be out traveling and seeing the world a little bit more now. And I was up north of Edmonton by about six hours, and it was 46 degrees that far north. Yeah, that, that's a long way north. Now, Andrew, yeah, yeah. tell us, yes. who in the heck are you? <laughs> well, uh, you know, my name is Andrew Stacey. I'm a uh, National Fleet Safety Loss Control Specialist with Aviva. Um, I'm just 30 years into the industry now, maybe maybe 31. I started back a long, a long time ago, second generation, you know, into the transportation industry. Um, you know, I am from Calgary, born and raised Calgary, Alberta. I did live out in Ontario for about 14 years working in the safety side with all the large trucking companies out there, uh, doing, doing what you do, not with the podcasts, obviously, but, uh, you know, as, as a safety consultant, that's, you know, where we met and, uh, you know, now I've been in the insurance side of things on the, uh, uh the risk specialist here for the past four years. Yeah, we first met when I was working for Old Republic. I was doing the insurance uh, reviews, and uh, you were, yeah. what was it, Million Mile Safety? What was the name of the company? Million Mile Safety Consulting. Yep, that's yeah. correct. 
Yeah, so that was it's kind so of we've, neat. We've reversed the roles. And I don't think podcasts were nearly as popular back uh, when you were doing the, the consulting thing, or else maybe you would have had a podcast. Never, never heard of them, and I've always considered myself to have that face for radio. So it's uh, you know not something that I ever thought to you know that I would be doing, but uh, you know it's fun. You know, I'm I'm glad to be here and, and to uh, to help you. Well, hey, this is this has been a long time in the making. Um, mm-hmm. You were invited on the show early in my podcasting days, and and we just couldn't get it to work. So. I'm excited now to to finally get you on the show, and we're going to be talking about, uh, in general terms at least, your role um, working for an insurance company and how it impacts trucking companies. So, and we were, you know, off camera having the discussion as to what is it we call what you do, and you like to call it a what? Yeah. I, I, I personally like to call it a risk review. And, you know, like I was saying before, it's uh, I, I've heard I've, I've been on the other side of the desk for many years as well. So I've had the phone calls, you know, for uh, an insurance audit or, you know, the, uh, the safety inspection. Um, I just like to I, I like to phrase it as a risk review. It's the way I like to approach it with the clients. Um, I I. I I'm not there to specifically audit, you know, you go in and you look at, at certain parameters and stuff like that, but I'll leave the audits to the government. Yeah. I, I mean, whether we call it an audit, a review, the one thing I wish all trucking companies, uh, no matter who they're insured with, whether it's captives or regular market like Aviva is I wish the trucking company would take these visits from the safety people a hell of a lot more it's put a lot more importance on it i'm i'm seeing it um you know just because of the you know the the idea for this topic for today was you know when i got into this four years ago um it, it was not seen it, at least out here in the west it, it wasn't seen as something that was going to be very positive um, it was very fearful. Uh, people were always on edge when I was coming up to visit them. And then when you leave, they're, they're happy. They're, they, you know, you've given them something. You've, you've worked with them. And, you know, working with Aviva, the one thing I've heard from day one working here is making the experience for the client, you know, one of the best things that you could possibly do. And so I honestly, seriously try to go in with that objective every single time. I, I wake up and, you know, if, if I know I'm going to be visiting with a client that day, whether it be, you know, virtually, you know, as it has been for the past year or whether I'm going to be with you in person, I want to give you something. I, I want to give you something back that, that I was given so many years ago. I, I just want to make sure that when I leave there that you have, you know, you've been given a service that will make you a better a better place if you choose to use it. Yeah, I mean, one of the beauties of your role, and especially with your past experience of being a safety consultant and a safety person working for different companies, is you've got a lot of experience, as the gray hair in both of our beards will, will might suggest, right? Um, and... I know when I was with OR, I used to see 60 clients a year plus 
pre-quotes. So mm -hmm. in almost every client and almost every trucking company does something positive and different. And so with that experience, I could bring that in and make suggestions to different trucking companies that um, I think were valid. Would you agree with that? It, absolutely. I mean, I can go see three, three companies that do the exact same thing. Um, you know, in, in the saturated market that the transportation is, we can go in and see somebody that does the exact same thing, but because of the culture, ownership, uh, the different safety people, they may manage it just a little bit differently. And so, you know, when, when, when I go in there, I try to look for everything that is positive. If I can find what you're doing that is good and that's right, you have something to anchor on so that when you do find the stuff that they need help with, you've got a bigger, you know, you've got a bigger uh, picture of what the company does to help them out and to know which way they're going to navigate. Nothing, nothing like giving a recommendation to a company that you know is not going to take it or they're not going to use it because they don't believe in it. So if you can find, you know, what the company truly believes in and where their heart is, then you can work with them and try to give them, it could be that same piece of advice that you've given 300 times, but you might have to deliver it just a little bit differently to meet their needs. Yeah, always I think you've got to customize your suggestions. Um, yeah, there's nothing worse than making recommendations and knowing full well they're falling on deaf ears. And I would right. agree with you that you're not doing your job well if that's the situation unless they are just one of those terrible companies who really don't give up about safety. Uh, you know, I'm going to say, to be honest, I have not had, I, I have not had that. And, and I guess I'm, I'm going to, you know, raise the hand and, and, and applaud the underwriters, you know, with Aviva because I'm not going out and seeing those, you know, I'm, I'm going out and seeing companies that are, even if they're struggling in a certain area, they've still got a really good core. They, they've got, you know, a good base to them, which you could work with. Um, they may have had, you know, certain issues in one area, but they're really good in another. So, you know, it's, you can, you can plug and play with a lot of it. And so I'm not seeing in, in my world anyways, I'm not seeing a really uh, or sorry, I'm not seeing a lot of bad carriers out there. I'm seeing a lot of stress. Stress. What are they stressed about? What's a common uh, item? Uh, right now, uh, COVID economy, and especially out here in the western side. Um, you know, it, in my role here, I do I do inspections across Canada. So I, I'm I will go from Newfoundland to, you know, to the Pacific Ocean doing inspections. So I'm not just based here in Alberta. And so, you know, but when you do come out into this market, I mean, the markets are very different as you go across the country when it comes to transportation, even though primarily it's the same idea. You know, you pick up something from, you know, spot A, you take it to spot B. But the markets are very different. The, the stress out here in the western side of the province, say from Manitoba over, you know, just the economy, the general, it, it, it has never bounced back from, you know, basically 2015 on, 
right? So, you know, there's there's definitely a lot of stress. There's, you know, people aren't doing things for the same rates they were doing once before. So there's been a lot of um, maneuvering, trying to figure out how they're going to make everything work. Yeah, I, I think obviously the downturn in oil has affected Western Canada much more than uh, the downturn of oil in, in Ontario here. I for, I honestly forget about it, but, um, well, part of that it, is... a dollar $1.46 for fuel up here right now, which is absolutely unheard of in Alberta. Hey, it's a dollar, and I don't know the price exactly. I drive an electric now, um, but it's a dollar thirty something here in Ontario. I think it was a dollar thirty seven, if I remember. So uh, I would, it was when I moved from Ontario and I came back here, and I guess I got a little bit spoiled with the, you know, I, I've seen it as low back into the eighties, and and you know, it, at ninety five we were getting excited. So, but now that it's up into the um, you know, the dollar forty mark, but we don't, uh, you know, at the Calgary market, I don't think we commute as as much as say what you guys do down in Ontario from, you know, the size of the GTA. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't understand quite honestly. And this is way off topic. Why in the hell a price of liter of gasoline is so different across the country? Like it, it comes out of the why, ground. Why it's so and different it across the street. Well, that's true. Um, you know, I mean, look at Costco is always two yeah. or three or appears to be two or three cents below everybody else in the market. Um, and it's funny here in Southern Ontario, the closer you get to the U.S. border, the cheaper the fuel seems to be, too. Yeah, uh, well, and it, it it varies around here quite often, and it, and it depends obviously on uh, on transportation and everything else like that, too, right? So. But you're right. We are in, we are the uh, uh, the heart of the market is oil and gas uh, for Alberta um, and Saskatchewan, primarily for northern parts and stuff like that. And it's it, it has uh, taken a big hit. It's filtered out uh, a lot of companies. It's filtered out a lot of people. You know. Yeah, there, there's been um, just unprecedented change. I think in Western Canada ever since. I mean, oil was less than $50 a barrel. I forget what it fell down to, but, um, you know, and oh, I'm not sure yeah. it's bounced back. And yet, if it hasn't bounced back, why in the hell is gasoline out of buck forty? I I try, you know, the one thing I can say out of uh, doing all this when, you know, during COVID is I didn't honestly, and, and it's something that I'm bringing out to the market when I'm coming to see the clients now as well, is I didn't think COVID really affected me. Um, out here in Alberta, we did pretty good for the fact that uh, we didn't have a lot of close like shutdowns. We could uh, basically go out and do what we wanted to do. We didn't have the big shutdowns like what happened in Ontario. Um, so I kind of, I didn't think that it really affected me as much as it did, but you know, it, it come this winter time, we had the last shutdown and, and it really did. It was one of those things that, uh, uh, that just absolutely you know, destroyed me really. I mean, I, I was, you know, you're stuck at home, your, your wife is working in the next office. And, and the, one of the worst things is having, you know, everybody at home all at once, you don't get that space. So it's, uh, it's one of the things I'm starting to, you know, to talk about, with, you know, clients when I'm out there too, is to see how the, how the stress and the fatigue and everything from, from COVID has started to, to affect the drivers 
And, you know, that's a very good response across the country as well. Well, it, I mean, for drivers, it's a huge responsibility, uh, especially for those who cross border, because they're going down into different yeah. areas of the states where they may or may not care about COVID because certain areas just seem to ignore it. And then they've got to come home and protect their family. Like, what a responsibility. And, and, and it's hard because it's, it's, we're fighting something you can't see. So, you know, all of a sudden we were able to stand and, you know, be at a concert with one another or rooted a, you know, at a baseball game. And, um, I mean, now we have to be fearful of the person you're standing beside, including family members, right? So it's, it's, uh, it's been really quite the adjustment. And I know my wife is actually coming to Ontario to visit her family at the end of this month. And it's in, and even though, Alberta is doing really well now. We're we're open. We're like we're completely open for business. We've had the Calgary Stampede, although at you know a reduced rate. Um, but I mean, it still happened, and it was good to see people out. You're seeing people out and about now, and and I'm out seeing clients, so which is also really good. And she's going to be coming back, but there's still fear that you know we don't want to take anything back to you know uh, back to mom and dad type thing, right? So you know we're still being pretty dil- due diligent in what we're doing. It's, it's, I don't know, this whole thing has been um, certainly unprecedented in our lifetime. I've never lived through anything like this before, and quite honestly, I could skip it if it ever came by next time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. I think I've learned my, I, I, I've learned my uh, lesson in this. Yeah, but I'll tell you, the, the ones who I feel the most sorry for are the 20-somethings. Um, or the uh, older teenagers, because they've lost 18 months or a year of socializing. And this is, when I was that age, it was a big time uh, to develop a personality and become social. Mm -hmm. Way off topic. We're not talking about trucking. Well, no, and it kind of comes into this, because talking about drivers, I'm also starting to see here that there's a, a... probably a bigger shortage of drivers from what I'm talking to the clients and stuff like that now too, where, you know, a lot of the, it, it, it appears. And, and I mean, I don't have anything, uh, you know, anecdotal or data driven to, uh, you know, to prove this, but it seems that uh, some of the older guys have left and maybe not wanted to come back into the industry. Um, you know, there's, there, from up north in the oil patch all the way out east, there seems to be a, a very heavy weight on on driver shortage now again, and I was uh, quite surprised by that uh, throughout COVID. Yeah, yeah, I, I really think that there there has been a driver shortage. It's something that they've talked about for what twenty years, as long as I can remember. Uh, I do think it is worsening. I agree with you that uh, there have been some of the older drivers, like drivers of my age especially, who just said, to hell with this, I don't need this aggravation anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I don't think we're doing a great job of attracting young people. So uh, I, I do think, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a hard one. I mean, it's, it, it's it, it, one of those things that, I mean, it can be debated because of the way that the, the training is from you know to the marketing of the the actual companies and 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 what they get and and it's always been really hard too because a lot of the companies 
or you know they'll 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 put out these attractions that you can make this kind of money and the only problem is, is the money comes with a lot of uh you got to give a lot up to get that money you know you're going to be on the road you're going to be away from your family um there's a lot of things that aren't explained in the very beginning when when drivers get into this um you know it's it's hard to be insured when you're new it's hard to get a job when you're brand new and you know you're spending a lot of money uh to get into the industry and there's not really a lot of support um industry driven and that has been uh, from the day i started yeah now you brought up a subject that uh i want to address quickly um what is uh trucking insurance for the newly licensed driver is it possible because you've heard it or as a newly licensed driver i'm sure they hear it my insurance company won't allow me to hire you is that a true statement yeah i i think it can be um you know it's obviously there's you know with us it's going to be um it's a business decision it's strictly within the companies i mean some companies will work with due diligence a lot better than others some companies um and and this is going forward too where i think a lot of companies are going to have to uh, implement a, you know a better training uh, program into their system and so that they have uh, you know better onboarding procedures and stuff like that for drivers moving forward those are one of the bigger things you know that i look at now and i come from the training background um training is very it, it's it's very near and dear to my heart for me I think it was something that uh, I missed when I was coming into it. And, uh, you know, I mean, I can remember, you know, being stuck at a mountainside and chaining up for the very first time completely by myself with absolutely nobody around. And I'd never been shown anything. And, you know, that's a rough way to learn. And it wasn't a good way to learn either. I mean, you know, we'll just say I had some lucky, uh, uh, lucky moments behind me back in those days. But the, uh, you know, the, the training nowadays, I think, is is going to have to be, uh, you know, uh, it, it's going to be one of those items that the companies are going to have to really take a good look at because it's, it's you know, if they want to, uh, they want to bring on, you know, the guys with lesser experience or, or the newer people or anything else like that, it's going to really rely on the kind of onboarding training that they do have. So right. it's not a, a black and white answer. Um you know, and, and again, it's it's always going to be something that an underwriter is going to have to make a, a you know, their final decision on. Uh, and it's never something that I do. But that being said, it's, uh, you know, when I go in, I do try to structure and work with the company on the trading side of things when it comes to that. But if I'm a new, if I'm a trucking company and I want to hire new drivers or a new driver, there is a way to do it in most cases. Is that a true statement? I think there is. Um, you know, and and again, it's gonna it's gonna all come to you, to you, the company. You're gonna have to be one of those companies that are gonna be good. Um, that uh, you know has a good loss risk uh, loss record record. Um, you're gonna have to be a company that's got a good culture and a good training program, right? I mean, you're gonna have to have a lot of things in place for that to work. Um, but I would never, it's, it's like anything in business. I, I would never say no to anything. Um, you know, certain it's, it's just certain business decisions that would have to be made. That's all. Yeah. So if I'm a new, newly licensed driver, it may be more difficult for me to find a job, but 
there are jobs out there and the insurance industry isn't the, the impediment uh, to getting that job. You've got to work for a company that's probably larger and got some, as you said, training involved. Yeah, it's going to be harder for the mom and pops uh, to do such a thing and stuff like that. But it's also hard for them to find people with, you know, uh, with good experience. And, and you, but, you know, for if you're going to be a brand new guy now, I probably would suggest that you would look towards the very large companies and stuff that have their, uh, you know, they've got their big onboarding programs that uh, come into place. They've got really good training and they've got people that can mentor them along the way and progressively bring them up to speed and get them into uh, get them into the market and stuff like that. The smaller ones, uh, I mean, it's obvious it's going to be hard because the resources and, you know, that are needed for something like that are, are probably not going to be there. I shouldn't say that they, they won't be because um, there are some that, um, you, you know, they really believe in that, right? So again, it's going to start from the top down. It's part of the culture. And, you know, it's, it's the way that the company looks at safety and the way that the company delivers their safety program. Yeah, now, I'm going to say something from seven years ago. When I was with Old Republic, and I have no idea, for anybody listening, I got no idea if this is still the policies. But, you know, when I worked at Old Republic, it was you had to be a fleet, first of all, in order to bring somebody new on. You had to get your finishing program approved by the Old Republic Safety Department. And it was no more than 10% of all your drivers. So it was a small amount. But if you look at all the trucking companies in the world, damn, that's a lot of new people that could come on board if every trucking company hired one, but did it the right way. And that seems to be more of an industry standard. Um, you know, I mean, I could, I could say that, uh, again, I, I wouldn't say that that would be you know, permissible for everybody, but you know, for those that are good, that's probably something that you could be looking at down the road. Sure, that would that seems to be like an industry standard. Yeah, and anyways, I just want to say the impediment is not the insurance industry; is it's often heard by that new person. Well, it's it, you know, I mean, we're 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 not out there to to stifle business. That's for sure, and and that is one of the funny things when you're going out to see somebody is they're like. Um, you know, and I've heard it all, you know, you're coming out to cancel our insurance or you're coming out to, to take things away or you're coming out to make sure that you're going to, you know, bump everything up. And I mean, to be honest, that would be, you know, really poor business, um, I, I think, anyways, personally. Uh, you know, if we can go out and uh, help somebody honestly to, to minimize or to put something in place to help minimize a risk, you know, that's that's our goal, right? I mean, it, it really, truly is. And... It, the only thing I can say to this is, you know, the, the more that the underwriter gets to honestly see of that company, the better they can honestly write that company. And I feel and I've seen that that has been uh, it, it's it's a better, you know, it's better business between us and that company. Right. So it's it's the more they know, the better they are. And, you know, it's not that, you know, the companies are hiding anything or, you know, or, um, or, or a broker didn't say something or whatever. It's just basically, you know, when, when they all meet in the middle or meet the first time, it's, it's paperwork that, that flows back and forth and some conversations and stuff like that. When I come out, I actually get to visualize it. I actually get to take pictures and take it back 
And in a lot of, you know, a lot of times that uh, it just helps. It really truly does help. And it gives the client, you know, um, I think a better footing with us and, and it's just a much better relationship in the end. Yeah, no, it's, it's critical. I think that the insurance industry understands what they're insuring. So if you had, we, we got to wrap this up. Um, if you had a piece of advice for trucking companies regarding their safety review, as you call it, what would that be? Be open to it. Uh, be willing to have get engaged. Um, be be very engaged in the conversation. Bring your questions. I, that's what we're for. And you know, if we don't have the answer, because we're not perfect by any means, but if we don't have the answers, we've got a pretty good uh, you know network of people that we can reach out to to get those answers. Right? Um, you know, we get to see so many different clients throughout the year. We get to learn things as well. You know, from other clients. And, you know, maybe we can, you know, bring you a piece of advice that helped over here that, you know, something that you would never have thought of. So I just suggest to be very open to it. Um, be prepared. There are there are items that, of course, we're going to want to see. And it, it is a little bit uh, frustrating when you go in and, and, and you're going to review and there's nothing to review, um, you know, and it just takes a little bit more time. And that that adds the pressure. But um you know, just go in with with the right attitude that you're going to come out of this with something, and hopefully you will. And you know, if if I have anything to do with it, I try to make sure that I bring that out. But you know, be open to it, come into it with a very positive mind, and hopefully, in the end, you'll leave with something very positive. Yeah, I think you've hit it right on the head. You've got to look forward to it because you're going to learn something, and that's that's the bottom line. As a safety guy, um, I, I will say that there was one particular. Now, I had a few of us that would come in to visit me over the years, but there was one. And there was one specific person that came in, and it was almost like he, he shone the light. And he introduced me to the idea of being quite open to and, and receptive to what the insurance company could actually bring you. And, you know, it took the big evil veil away, I guess, you know, for a lot of people. And, you know, that was even the owner of the company was not so receptive, but I mean, I became very receptive to it. And I, I built a lot of the safety program around a lot of the ideas that were given and it shone a lot of light in different areas and it opened up a lot of doors and it, it, it brought our, uh, it brought our accident rate down. It brought our, uh, safety department to the forefront, right? And it made us a better company in the end at that particular time. And I've embraced that ever since. So if, if you can embrace it and you can go with it, um, you know, recommendations are not bad, right? Like that's, that, that is one thing I want to stress. A recommendation is not a bad thing. It usually means that we're, you know, we're working together to get you, you know, to a better spot. Uh, and in in closing, you hit one of the things that uh, clients forget about. The best way to control your insurance is to reduce your crashes. And if your recommendations yeah. can assist in reducing crashes, that's a damn good thing. Yeah. And you know what? Today we're we're in we're in the world where a lot of things are changing. Obviously, with ELDs on the federal side. Um, you know, telematics are taking a big role in things. 
And, you know, there's just a lot of change that's coming into the industry. And there's a lot of different ways for us to work with things. And it's just really starting down at the basics. And, and you know, some things have never changed. And that's the human element involved with moving a vehicle, right? And when you just get into the basics and you can work with those, there's a lot that you can do to reduce your crashes, to put controls in place that are not going to stop the company from, you know, earning on the bottom line. Yeah, no, that's perfect. It's a great way to end this. Andrew Stacy of Aviva Insurance, thanks so much for Thank coming out to the Black House. Hey, it was great. I totally appreciate it and hope to, we can do it again. I hope you loved the show as much as I did. Please leave us a like, a thumbs up, a review, a comment, a rating if it is in your heart. Thank you so much. And I do really appreciate it your time. And join us again next week for another exciting interview.